0: Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and I'll be your host on this journey through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond. Hello, everybody, and Merry Christmas to you all. This is episode number 75 of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast, and I am excited to bring you part one of my 2019 Year in Review. This week and next, we're going to listen back to some of my favorite moments over the past year. Sure hope you enjoy it. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. This week's network shout-out goes to Hockey Feels, a podcast about how awesome the game of hockey is, but also on how it makes us feel. Each week, hosts Rachel and Stephen talk about the latest NHL news and how their teams did, and they also dig into some issues that you won't hear on sports podcasts. Visit www.albertapodcastnetwork.com for more information and links to this and all the other great shows on the network. This episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast is brought to you in part by TELUS World of Science Edmonton, home of the Canadian debut of Marvel Universe of Superheroes. The exhibition runs until February 17th in Edmonton. features more than 300 artifacts, costumes, props, and interactive elements to bring the Marvel Universe to life. 2019 marks the 80th anniversary of Marvel, and at this exhibition, you can learn the story of Marvel and its influence on vis- visual culture. See rare, hand-drawn images of iconic heroes such as Spider-Man, Black Panther, and Captain America, and experience a thrilling la- soundscape by composers Lauren Bolf and Hans Zimmer. You can buy your tickets today at tellusworldofscienceedmonton.ca, and if you're coming from outside of Edmonton, there is a hotel hotel deal on the website. This is the only place in Canada right now where you can see this exhibition, so visit tellusworldofscienceedmonton.ca and get your tickets now. <laughs> This first clip in our year in review comes from episode 64 on October 9th when Robin Grill Girl Linders joined me and talked about developing recipes for smoking something a little out of the ordinary.
1: Um, And then the latest thing I've been working on, believe it or not, and this sounds super crazy and I'm sure everyone in Canada is going to be like, wow, that girl is totally nuts. Um, Actually, everyone in the U.S. thinks that too. (laughs) uh, But believe it or not, here in Florida, and if you know anything about Florida, you know, we end up getting a lot of invasive species down here. Mm -hmm. And so uh, believe it or not, um, the iguanas are are kind of out of control right now, believe it or not. And um, so fish and wildlife has actually directed people to kill them, um, you know, and so out of, out of kind of craziness, out of something that uh, spurred from, me just mentioning something in, on my Instagram story, mm-hmm. like, wow, life is crazy these days. I have an alligator living in my backyard, which is totally true, yep. um, uh, you know, to trying wild, wild boar. And then I mentioned, you know, my, my good girlfriend killed like 16 iguanas in her yard. Right. Um, so I happened to mention that, and someone, um, someone else on Instagram was like, oh, well, iguana's delicious and I'll share my my grandmother's recipe from Panama with you. Oh, and wow. I was like, what? And so it was like the ret- record scratch. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And um, So believe it or not, I'm actually working on an iguana recipe. Nice. People call it, um, I know it sounds so nuts and never in a million years did I ever think, I'm going to try iguana. But the point is that people are throwing these animals in the garbage and it feels like such a waste, Absolutely, right? Like yeah. I've, I've Actually met people who keep a freezer to store the iguanas that they they shoot um until trash day you know so i guess they don't yeah. rot in the trash right. and so yep. i thought you know why don't i develop a recipe because it feels so wasteful absolutely for people to be doing this mm-hmm. so um that is like kind of the craziest recipe
2: i'm working on well, right that's, now that's yeah <laughs> <laughs> Typical,
0: but yeah. I thought you know at least it would bring awareness. The last question I ask all my guests on the podcast is what their go-to meal is. When I sat down with Chris and Scott from Roland Smoke Barbecue Co. for episode seventy, I got what I think is the best answer yet to this question.
2: Awesome. So my last uh, question I ask everybody: It's it's dinner time. You got the, the rig fired up. What's uh, what's the go to for you guys?
3: Oh, that's uh, that's tr- That's a good that's a good question. I I'm a sucker for a good pulled pork sandwich. Um, you get a you get a pork butt going on there for 14 hours with our signature rib yep. and some of the sauces that we've kind of played with. My absolute favorite is this bourbon honey mustard that we make from scratch. Um, yeah, that on like a brioche bun with some uh, some good coleslaw and yep. some some quick pickles. Yep, can't beat it, man. Cheese. Beat any, that. Any, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: any anything smoked really? Like, yep. uh, oh, I give me some pork cheek, and now we're talking. Yep. So, yeah. I I do like the pork cheek, but right uh, I want to try a uh,
3: reverse seared tomahawk. Is what I want to try next yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's that's the uh, the fun thing is we we went to our go tos, and uh, I think we're now going to just start experimenting oh, yeah. more and more type of stuff. But yeah. uh, so far, everything that has come off of that, yeah, that's pretty good. I sleep well at night. Yeah, right on.
0: Doing this podcast, I've had the opportunity to meet and talk to some folks really making a difference in the community. This clip from episode 63 with Mona Pinder from Mealshare was really heartwarming and is a great example of what I love about this podcast.
4: Brown Bagging for Calgary Kids is a perfect example. In order for the kids to get their lunch, they have to be in school. They don't get it if they're not in school. So that's kind of the basics. So they've got support from their school there, they're obviously getting educated because they're in school, and that's what we hope. I, there's a great story from Brown Bagging about a young woman who didn't even really know about Brown Bagging. She knew that she got a lunch at school, okay. and she actually went into a Brown Bagging kitchen. Her boyfriend's company was going in, they had a few people drop out. They needed some extra people, so she went in. And as she was working there in the morning, she realized, you know what? I think this is who made my lunch every day.
5: And uh,
4: so she, so she went and talked to them, and she said, "You don't know how much that meant to me. Um, you know, it fed it fed my stomach, but it also meant somebody cared about me. It gave me some confidence. It gave me enough." energy to learn um, and she's now wanted to, she wanted to go into a helping uh, profession and she's now an EMT um, so and she know she was coming from a not a great family situation um, so that's the kind of things that we want that's what's going to change her because she came from a family that couldn't provide and now she's got a great career and she can provide for the kids when she has kids so that's yeah. kind of what we're kind of going for yeah that's,
0: uh, that's uh, I know
4: makes me want to cry every time does, I hear that. about it I know <laughs>
0: Sat down with Hendrik Van Wyck of Two Cowboys for episode sixty of the podcast, and he shared some really exciting information about a new venture they're starting uh, coming up here in twenty twenty in Greenwood, British Columbia.
6: Um, we were looking for the next progression of um, the Two Cowboys, and I'm breaking the news here, okay. so you get the exclusive. Oh, well, exciting! So the Two Cowboys Smokehouse. Oh, okay. Is coming in uh, spring next year. Awesome. And uh, our idea is not to do a typical smokehouse, mm-hmm. but we are going to build on a pop-up uh, idea, pop out market idea. we got the location. Yeah. Uh, okay. 6,000 people drive past us in the boundary country okay. in Greenwood every day on a summer's day. Right. And we'll be inviting people yeah. from near and far, backyard cooks, competition, barbecue, teams, restauranteurs, chefs, to say, come and yeah. cook with us. Okay. It See must be outdoors. Yeah, It must include meat. <laughs> <laughs> and not only will we cook and um, serve the food, you know, we we'll also make programs about family. our experiences doing it. So awesome. instead awesome. of going to places, that yeah. fellow next to us is so very, very uh, <laughs> enthusiastic about <laughs> his barbecue this afternoon. Yeah. But that's, um, that's that's the next exciting. evolution for us. Yeah, so absolutely. we want to instead Excellent. of going, there, we want to bring people to us. So that's next summer.
0: That's next and summer. in Greenwood. That's BC.
6: Greenwood, yeah. British Columbia. Nobody yeah. knows where Greenwood I, I've is. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I think <laughs> probably from your content. But whereabouts is whereabouts the Greenwood? So. The funny thing about Greenwood, before I tell you where it is, is it was at one st- at one 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 point in time, considered to be, to be the the capital to be for British Columbia. Okay, it lost out to Victoria. Yep. the uh, British Columbia High Court was in Greenwood wow. at the turn of the last century. Yeah so where is it it's in the kootenays southern kootenays on the border okay between the soyuz and Grand Forks. okay yeah and it's we're closer to spokane and kelowna right yeah okay so we are literally sitting on the border right. to the u.s right. and uh highway three runs right through the center of town okay. this episode
0: is brought to you in part by alberta health services and they have an important message for you to hear
1: we ask these children if they know when to go to emergency and when there are other options.
5: Maybe if someone had a seizure or a heart attack. I would go to emergency if I was paralyzed or like broke something. They're there to treat people that are really sick or really hurt.
1: If you have an emergency or if you're not sure, we're here to help. Know your options. Call HealthLink at 811 or visit ahs.ca
4: slash options.
0: Enjoyed sharing the story of Edmonton's Pitt County Barbecue back in October on episode 66. Peter and I share an appreciation for the history of barbecue, and I loved hearing about his trip to the Carolinas. Hope you do too.
3: One of the biggest books actually wasn't even a cookbook, it was The One Free Barbecue mm. by Ryan. Yeah, yeah, got Read it? Yep. And that one. Just really turned me on to it that took it next level for me just yeah. hearing the history and the heritage behind it and these remote locations that were pulling people in I mean whole hog it really is something that is luxurious because you're thinking of going to a grocery store and you're getting a pork chop or pork tenderloin and this you're actually taking the entire animal all the cooked, all the animals being cooked from the bacon to the loins to the chops everything and It really is a luxury, so when you're thinking about it and reading that book and just hearing about the history and how it is such a big thing, that it's a big event for the community or families, and just hearing that really, really got me excited about it and made me look into it a little bit more because just hearing the passion that was coming through in the book just made me really excited about it. And from there, Luckily, over the last few years, it's been getting a little bit more notoriety. Mm-hmm. In that book, too, Ryan talks about it being a dying breed of barbecue. Yeah, I think it is uh, it is coming back. It's the- starting to come back a bit. Yeah. So thanks to people like Sam Jones or Elliot Moss, mm-hmm. um, they're doing things a little bit differently and getting a little bit more attention towards them. Even Rodney Scott. I mean, yep. with Rodney Scott and Jay- James Beard and Sam Jones and Skylight Inn and James Beard. Yep. They're catching eyes, and doing that is really exciting. And hoping to, by no means, be on the scale that they are, but pay homage to that and Mm -hmm. expose a whole different cultural group up in Canada to that style of barbecue is really what I'm trying to do. Because going down there and seeing it a few years ago and going to all the spots and just seeing the history, the culture, and how much interest people actually have in it down there. It's really exciting. Everybody knows brisket. Yeah. Everybody knows ribs. Not easy but somewhat accessible to actually try your hand at Absolutely, but yeah. taking taking a whole pig isn't really something that you can just decide to do on the weekend, yeah, per A se, bit of prep work for that. Yeah, exactly. Well, talk about that trip a little bit. We were chatting a little bit about it before we started recording. Uh. So, that was, was about two years ago on my birthday. I yeah. planned a big uh, trip down south, so mm-hmm. we flew into Raleigh, and from Raleigh, we drove out to Aiden. So, at Aiden, we did Skylight, and outside of Aiden, we stopped at Parker's, and Parker's was really, really good. Oddly enough, probably my favorite fried chicken I've ever had. Okay, yeah. From a whole yeah, hog joint. Go figure. Exactly. Yep. And then from there, I stopped in at Kinston for Chef and the Farmer, which is Vivian Howard, another big uh, southern chef, and then made my way down to Charleston to try Rodney Scott's and Husk and um, some Sean Brock uh, or ex Sean Brock restaurants. But yep. it was a really good trip seeing seeing the hospita- hospitality of the southern people, yep. just being so open to sharing what they know that in and spent a considerable amount of time in the pit room with the pit master and he answered all my questions showed That's me awesome. the process seeing their massive piles of wood in the back was just awe-inspiring
0: yeah. darcy fitzgerald is the executive director of alberta pork and it was great to sit down with him in edmonton this past summer i brought you our conversation on episode 55 and in this clip he talks about the origins of the porkapalooza barbecue competition Let's talk about Alberta pork and the barbecue community. Obviously, uh, you've got Porkapalooza here in Edmonton, which is... uh a big part but what else uh, i guess talk about porkapalooza and what uh what that's all about and what else alberta pork is doing kind of uh, within the barbecue community
7: yeah so um you know it was probably well six years seven years seven years ago i guess mm-hmm. uh you know sitting um and i don't wanna, i don't want to take all the credit for it for sure because uh dennis mcknight from the innovators uh, company in calgary and uh, mary bailey who's uh The editor for the Tomato here in the the city of Edmonton uh, got together with them, and we're sitting having dinner one night, and we said, "Well, how can we? This is an energy province, you know, obviously, and you know, hopefully, it can be. (laughs) We get everything moving again and back to the greater energy (laughs) province again." But uh, Mm -hmm. we also talked about, uh, you know, energy is food as well, Mm -hmm. and we're we're a great protein province. Mm -hmm. We've got lots of beef. We've got pork. We have chicken. We have turkey. We have other products. Um, but here we are, and, and why don't we have a big barbecue? You know, mm-hmm. a big barbecue community. And thank goodness we've had barbecue on the boil yes. for a number of years. Yep. Uh, you know, they've gone through their 25th anniversary yep. last year, mm-hmm. and you know, been around for a long time. So Canada's oldest barbecue. Yep. Uh, and we looked at it and said, well, maybe we should have one in Edmonton too. Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's build up this barbecue spirit of yep. what's going on. They got to get people engaged in it, mm-hmm. not grilling like we yep. all do, yep. like, again with our gas grills. And yeah, stuff, yep. but mm-hmm. real real barbecue. Yeah, slow. You know, and, and yeah, yeah. low and slow. And people smoking, yep. you know, yep. and use charcoal and wood and, and mm. start that. So we came up with uh, Porker Palooza. Yep. Uh, our first event, that happened in uh, Horlock Park here okay. in Edmonton. Yep. Uh, it's been a trying <laughs> six years to yep. make it work and uh, figure out. And thank goodness Alberta Pork's been there to yeah. to sponsor it, and make it work. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people think of porkapalooza and pork mm-hmm. uh, only. I mean, it's a good thing for us for pork, but of course, yeah. but we don't want that to be the case because yeah. it really is three meats. Yep. It really is the the pork products we use, but also beef brisket mm-hmm. and, and chicken. chicken. Yep. So you know, we want people to experience that and, mm-hmm. and see that you know we're on an equal playing field here. It's yeah. it's this these three meats are being cooked, and you have eat, you have to be very good, mm-hmm. you know, to win. You have to yep. be very good at all three yep. uh, meats. Um, and and so you know, really, when when we started this off, we. That more people would start to enjoy it, we could build the community up a bit mm-hmm. more, um, and and be able to pr- promote our products. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, of yeah, we still say. haven't quite got there enough yet to be okay. able to have fun and do it our own. We're doing more more of the work, right, cleaning garbage cans, moving yeah, things around, yeah. and that kind of stuff. But <laughs> yeah. we one day would like to uh, make that happen a bit better. Mm. Um, and you know, in in the process, we've um, seen two, three other uh, barbecue competitions spring up. Yep. One's gone away. One's come back again. Yep. Uh, our new ones started up this year, yep. and and. So we've looked at that and said, well, let's let's we'll sponsor those ones as well, right. like Alberta Pork does. Yeah. Um, and you know we we want to be engaged and be part mm-hmm. of that uh, community and, yeah. and we've had so much fun um, yeah. so far and it's it's been a, it's been really good. I mean yeah. there's I just see the whole community and barbecue just grow. Okay. The
0: Smoke Sheet is a weekly e-newsletter that brings you all the latest barbecue news. Check them out at www.barbecuenewsletter.com. That's bbqnewsletter.com. I chatted with Ryan and Sean back in April for episode 38. Here's Sean talking about the barbecue scene in New York City where he lives. And while we're talking about the smoke sheet, a big shout out to Ryan as he's going through some health issues right now. We're thinking of you, buddy.
5: Sean, you want to tackle that for New York? Sure. Uh, I mean, New York is actually a really, uh, I don't know, a really positive, uh, booming scene, actually, and I know that there's a lot of people that like to make fun of New York because they're like New York barbecue. What do they know about barbecue? But actually, there is a really uh, vibrant scene here. Yeah, it's uh... um, and that that really stems from New York attracting talent, right. right? So, you know, New York you know has some of the best chefs in the world. I mean, that's just people know New York's a food town. Um, so it makes sense that a lot of people that are very talented around the country who were you know very good at barbecue would come to New York and make barbecue. Um, you know, we have pitmasters from Kansas City and Louisiana and Alabama, and I'm just like, we, all over the country, yeah. right? And um, so because of this, we now have, you know, um, I think it's a, a hometown barbecue is the one everyone seems to know. Here course, in New yeah. York, uh, Which is, you know, best known um, probably amongst our barbecue joints, but we have probably another uh, 15 that, you know, you could go to and have a really outstanding barbecue meal and you'd be surprised. You'd be yeah. surprised by the, the vibrancy and the diversity of choices that you have here.
0: It really shouldn't be, though. It's New York City, right? So people, if that's there's, true. There's, it's going to happen there, right?
5: I mean, you would hope, but I, yeah. it's interesting that you know you could go to global, you know, big cities, you know, around the world and not find good barbecue. True. right? Yeah. So it's possible. Yeah. Um, but I do think we're at a a, a point where more people than ever are excited and interested in barbecue
0: yes agreed. and so
5: that means that more barbecue restaurants can exist and more barbecue events can exist now
0: we visited with karen and david calgary's empire provisions back in march for episode 33 and here they are talking about the care that goes into making their
2: cured meat products um so for cured products we basically breaks down to salami yeah so anything um, Uh, I guess ground uh, protein goes into the salami casing and then we do whole muscle as well which uh, we bring in our own pigs and we butcher them specifically to get the cuts we want kind of the size we want uh, to do the curing so uh, a lot of it is uh, kind of Italian focused uh, Italian French and Spanish uh, for their cured products and it's just a labor of love. It's, yes. uh, we have three curing fridges in the back. Okay. Two are strictly for salami and the other one is for the whole muscle. Yep. And, and we, uh, just trying to see what we have. Um, and then for process for curing, it goes anywhere from two weeks to about eight months. Yeah. So, yeah. Eight months we do for the culatello, which is... Okay. Very similar to a prosciutto, okay. Yep, and uh, everything else kind of falls
8: in between. Nice.
6: That's uh, yeah, yeah, quite a process yeah, then. Obviously, eight months is a yeah, it's uh, yeah. It's, a it's a patience <laughs> game, no you kidding, know. Yeah. And, and
8: with that too, it's uh, th- I mean, it's something that we consider like culatello. We consider to be our, our crown jewel. So yeah. it's one of those things where we're just allowing you know the expertise of really great farms to come through. Like we we have a bit of a minimalist approach. Yeah. We want pork products to taste like pork. Uh, you know, so all of our even our seasoning blends, there are our own recipes and, you know, it's not about, again, opening up a bucket yeah. and doing, you know, measuring out, you know, how much, you know, land yager you're yeah. supposed to make or how much sauce is on we, We've designed it so that we have very distinctive, a distinctive note to our yeah. cured products. Yeah, but yeah. keeping,
2: like you said, the, keeping the natural flavors of the yeah. meat there, right? Yeah, and like keeping salt at a tolerable rate. Yeah. And, you know, finally some charcuterie gets really, really, really salty. Yeah. Yep. Uh, especially, you know, non-commercial products, like some stuff that I've, people bring to me to okay. try and I just find people are a little bit cautious and actually put a lot of salt into it. Yep. And we found a really nice, I think, uh, medium and I think both of us have a great palate mm-hmm. and we just know it tastes really good yep. and uh, like Karen mentioned it's to highlight the farms that we work with. Awesome. We're not going to um, this extent to support a local product. and. Mm-hmm. Hormone-free and antibiotic-free animals to yeah. not actually taste the yeah. taste, yeah. taste yeah. the pork. There's no point in using it. Yeah. And, uh, you can't yeah. actually taste it. Source sourcing a quality product while hide the taste, right? Exactly. Yeah,
8: exactly. Yeah. And I think you know, I mean, charcuterie are cured products. So you know, over the years, you know, you've had different studies that come out. You know, that sort of talk about you know the sort of then a little bit of. Uh, negativity towards you know additives and preservatives and whatnot, and we just try to keep our product as, as natural as possible while still keeping people right. safe of so course, yeah. I mean it,
0: yeah. it is a delicate balance a balance for sure. that is a wrap everybody thank you for your time thank you for listening please be sure to subscribe to the show and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review from my family and I to you and yours I wish, want to wish you all a very merry Christmas and I hope you find the true spirit of the holidays part two of the year in re- review will be out next week Wherever you're listening from, I uh, hope you get out and support your local barbecue joints. If you visit www.eatmorebarbecue.ca, you'll find a listing of all the great barbecue joints in Alberta. There's a revamped version of the Alberta Barbecue Trail page on the way, so keep your eyes open for that. Give me a follow on Twitter at eatmorebarbecue and on Facebook and Instagram at eat underscore more underscore barbecue. If you have any questions or guest suggestions, please drop me an email at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. And until next time, folks, keep on smoking. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATV and is a production of www.eatmorebarbecue.ca.